You're listening to The Baby Bunker. I'm your host, Millie Eagle, and this week's episode is all about dirt. The dirt is a wild and magical place full of creatures like nematodes and other subterranean soil survivors. So stay tuned, because the next half an hour, we're going to get the dirt on dirt. Hiya, 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 hiya. I'm Mr. Dirt, and on behalf of the slugs, I'd like to welcome you to this tape. I've come with some startling news. Sit down, please, and pour yourself a glass of milk. Which, by the way, did you know it came from dirt? Say you don't believe me? Well, have a listen to this song here. Ha, 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 Dirt made my lunch. Dirt made my lunch. Thank you, dirt. Thanks a bunch. Salad, my sandwich, my milk, and my munch. Cause dirt, you made my lunch. Dirt is a word that we often use when we're talking about that earth beneath our shoes. It's a place where plants can sink their toes in a little while. A garden grows. Dirt made my lunch. Dirt made my lunch. Thank you, dirt. Thanks a bunch for my salad, my sandwich, my milk, and my munch. Cause dirt, you made my lunch. A farmer's plow will tickle the ground. You know the earth is laughed when the wheat is found. The grain is taken and flour is ground. For making a sandwich to munch on down. Dirt made my lunch. Dirt made my lunch. Thank you, dirt. Thanks a bunch for my salad, my sandwich, my milk, and my munch. Cause dirt, you made my lunch. A stubby green beard grows upon the land. Out of the soil, the grass will stand. But under hoof, it must bow for making milk by way of a cow. Dirt made my lunch. Dirt made my lunch. Thank you, dirt. Thanks a bunch for my salad, my sandwich, my milk, and my munch. Cause dirt, you made my lunch. Thanks, dirt, you made my lunch. First up, we're going to have our resident scientist, Chloe, teaching us how to make renegade seed balls. When we were looking around for lessons this week, we stumbled across these seed balls and thought, you know, this is kind of punk rock. You'll see what I mean. So here's Chloe showing you can plant flowers wherever you please. Hello, little listeners. It's the time of year when many little green shoots are popping out of the ground and buds are slowly bursting out of the branches of trees. As summer draws nearer, we will be seeing more and more plant life awaken, and with that comes wildflowers. Have you spotted any of the smiling yellow faces of dandelions growing on lawns, cliffs, and hillsides? Dandelions are some of the first foods for our pollinators. Pollinators are creatures like bees, birds, insects, and bats that help plants make fruits and seeds. Did you know without pollinators, we wouldn't have any delicious salmon berries or blueberries or lingonberries to eat? Would you like to help our local pollinators? If your answer is yes, join me in making some wildflower seed balls. Seed balls are like little seed cookies for Mother Nature that will help provide food for our pollinators. Grab an adult and collect these items, potting soil, clay, local wildflower or regional seeds, 
you will need about a tablespoon or more for this recipe. And water. soil, clay, local wildflower or regional seeds. You will need about a tablespoon or more for this recipe and water. And you're up in a ballerina on a spring Begin by mixing about three parts potting soil to one part clay in a bowl, then mix in your tablespoon of seeds. Gradually add water. Start with one tablespoon and add more as needed. You can mix this part with your hands. The consistency should be of a thick cookie dough, but not too sticky. Once the mixture is the right consistency, you can roll it into balls of about one inch in diameter. Place your seed balls on a cookie sheet or plate and allow to dry completely. This can take up to 24 hours or more. Once your wildflower seed balls are dry, you can give them to friends, toss them in your yard, or go for a nature walk and put them in a field. Remember, it is very important to use regionally appropriate seeds for your seed balls. This means using seeds that aren't invasive and outcompete local Kodiak plants, and also will be more successful growing in our local climate. You can contact your local seed suppliers like Strawberry Fields or Sutlows and see what they have to offer. If you plan far ahead in the late summer and fall, go on a seed collecting adventure and save wild seeds for summer 2021. Nootka Wild Roses will have beautiful rose hips full of seeds that are easy to collect. Good luck out there, little seedlings, and be like a wildflower. Help the pollinators always look towards the sun and make people smile.
a song. No, no. Dirt's got food for plants to eat that you don't need to bake or boil. Yeah, dirt's that full of nutrients can also be called soil. Dirt, dirt, dirt. It's where you grow your plants. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Hey, you got some on your pants. Can you stop saying about dirt? Sure. Because now we're going to rap about dirt. It could be real mushy. It could be real firm. Yeah, dirt could be a home for a gerbil or a worm. Dirt, dirt, dirt. It makes a real nice house. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Hey, you got some on your blouse. <laughs> Not a key change. Uh. You can find things in dirt if you dig a nice dirt hole. And here's a great dirt fact. Dirt's tierra in Espanol. <laughs> dirt, dirt, dirt. Stick your fingers in and mush. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Hey, you got some on your tush. That's it. Dirt Balls is out of business. Oh, no. What are we going to do now? Musical theater. Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me to Harold Square. Sure, you play in the dirt. You plant in the dirt. But do you eat the dirt? While I don't personally recommend to put a handful in your mouth, some studies show that a little is healthy for you. Here's a mud pie recipe that'll be having your mom do a double take. Hi kids, today we're gonna learn to make one of my favorite desserts. It's called Worms in Dirt. It's a dirt pudding cup with gummy worms. Now, have you ever looked at the worms crawling around on the dirt in the ground and thought, man, that looks delicious? Because great, then this recipe's for you. I'm going to quickly go through a list of what you're going to need to make these at home. First, you're going to need a rolling pin, a large plastic Ziploc bag, and small plastic or glass cups. This recipe will make about eight little cups. But if you have more friends with smaller appetites, you could spread this out to many little cups. For the actual recipe ingredients, you're going to need one package of chocolate cookies like Oreos, one package of chocolate instant pudding, two cups of cold milk, eight ounces of whipped topping like Cool Whip, and you don't need an exact measurement. You can kind of do that for whatever tastes good to you, and about 24 gummy worms. So I'll repeat that for you. The worms crawl in and the worms crawl out. The ones that go in are lean and thin. The ones that come out are fat and stout. Your eyes fall in and your teeth fall out. Your brains come tumbling down your snout. Be merry, my friends, be merry. One package of chocolate cookies like Oreos, one package of chocolate instant pudding, two cups of cold milk, a container of whipped topping like Cool Whip, and about 24 gummy worms. Now, the first order of business when making worms and dirt 
is, of course, to make the dirt. You're going to put the whole package of Oreos in a large Ziploc bag and use a rolling pin to gently crush them into small pieces. Don't worry about removing the cream filling before putting the cookies in the bag because that'll just make it even tastier. Also, you don't have to make them too small. Make them however you want. A few clumps of dirt is fine. Step two, make the pudding. Pour the dry pudding mix into a large bowl, then add the cold milk and whisk everything together until all the pudding dissolves and it's smooth and free of lumps. Let the pudding sit for about five minutes until it thickens up. If it has the delightfully gloppy texture of a good gloppy mud, then you're spot on. Next step, add the whipped topping and approximately half of the crushed Oreo crumbs into the chocolate pudding. You don't have to measure, just eyeball it and pour it in. Now gently stir everything together until the streaks of white whipped topping disappear and the cookies are well mixed into the pudding. That's pretty much it for your dirt. Now you divide that pudding mixture evenly between all of your cups and then you top it off with the last of the crumbled up Oreo. It should look like a beautiful brown dirt covered by a nice thick topsoil. Then insert about three gummy worms into the pudding cup and press them down so they look like they're emerging from the dirt. And I know this recipe calls for three gummy worms, but we all know that the more gummy worms is the better, so put as many as you want in. Now the last step is to pour the remaining Oreo crumbs over the pudding and gummy worms so it really looks like they're emerging from the dirt and the entire top is covered with the crumbs. And you're done. That's worms and dirt. So now when your friends ask you, have you ever eaten worms? You can say, yes, I have. Keep time by clapping their hands. Just as happy as a cow chewing on a cud when the darkies beat the feet. So you done jumped up and got me beating my feet. And the darkies beat the feet on the Mississippi mud. Thanks, Miss Gracie. That sounds as delicious as it looks disgusting. And now we can sit next to our little wormy friends and share a cup of pudding in the sun. Speaking of worm friends, up next is Miss Ani, and she's going to read you a story and cool facts about worms. Yucky Worms by Vivian French, illustrated by Jessica Alberg. One day, when I was in Grandma's garden, Grandma dug up a slimy, slithery, wiggly worm. Yuck! Throw it away, I said. Throw it away? Grandma looked horrified. Would you throw away one of your friends? You can't be friends with a worm, I said. You can't even tell which end is which. Yes, you can. Watch. Grandma put the worm down. It gave a kind of squirmy wriggle, and it disappeared really fast, pointy end first. As the rounded end vanished, Grandma said, There goes the tail. I bent down to look, and I could see... It had left a little tunnel. Where did it go? I asked. Home, Grandma said. It's an earthworm. It lives underground. 
But what does it eat? Dirt? I wanted to know. It eats tiny, tiny stones and bits of dirt, Grandma told me. But worms eat other things, too, like rotting leaves and flowers and fruit and dead insects. They especially like eating at night when it's cool. Mmm, moldy fruit, my favorite. Dirt is so good for you. Yuck, I can't eat this. (sighs) Nice. This is so perfectly rotten, just how I like it. The stones and dirt help to grind everything up in the worm's stomach, and then the worm poops it back out. Grandma pointed at the flower bed. Look, can you see? I bent down, and I saw what looked like a weird, long, curly worm made of dirt. That is worm poop, Grandma said. It's called a cast. You know when you recycle things? Well, worms do it, too. There's still a lot of goodness left in the things a worm eats. And when the goodness comes out again as poop, it helps plants to grow big and strong. And as the worms move around under and on top of the soil, the poop gets spread around the garden. That's why worms are my friends, Grandma said, and she gave me a big thumbs up. And it's not just their poop that's good for the plants. The tunnels that they dig loosen the soil so roots can stretch out and the air and rainwater can get in. But it's dangerous being a worm, Grandma said. I stared at her. Dangerous? I asked. She smiled at me. Lots and lots of animals think worms make the most delicious dinner. Birds love them. And so do moles and badgers and frogs, hedgehogs and foxes. Even some slugs eat worms. And then there's human beings. Some accidentally slice through them with spades and spike them with forks. It's a tough life being a worm. Cutting them in half doesn't hurt them, Grandma, I said. They just turn into two worms and they keep on growing. Grandma shook her head. Poor worms. Lots of people think that, but it's not true. She put her fork down. It's time for a snack. Fun fact. Did you know that a worm's tail can regrow if it's cut off? But cutting a worm in half will kill it. Grandma had tea and I had orange juice. Can I dig up a worm? I asked. If it rains, Grandma said, the worms will come up on their own. I took a cookie. What if it doesn't rain? Grandma winked at me. We'll use a watering can and pretend. I finished my cookie as fast as I could. Now can we trick the worms? Now? Grandma filled the watering can and I watered the ground. Then I stood back. I didn't want worms chewing at my shoes. They only put their heads out, Grandma promised and it'll be a while before they do. Grandma was right. I had time to eat two more cookies before she said, look, wow, I said, I could just see the tip of a worm above the ground. Now watch this. Grandma stamped her foot. Did it see you, I asked. Grandma shook her head. Worms don't have eyes. They feel vibrations, though, and a thump like that might mean a hungry bird is landing. Danger. Grandma dug her fork into the ground. Up came lots of dirt and wriggly worms. She picked one up and washed it in the watering can. Mustn't drop it, she said. They can't swim. 
Grandma put the clean worm on some paper and held it up to my ear. I could hear a tiny, tiny rustling noise. What is that? They're covered in tiny little bristles, Grandma said. The bristles and their muscles help them move. I've got muscles, too. I bent my arms so Grandma could see. If you've got so many muscles, she said, maybe you'd like to help me plant my sunflower seedlings. Okay, I agreed, and then I thought of something. When I go to school on Monday, I'm going to say that I've got lots of new friends. Good idea, Grandma said. Mm, But, I said, I might not actually say they're worms. So, that's the end of the story, but I've got how to be a wormologist. Look for worm casts in your garden or in the park, leaves sticking up out of the ground, worms on the surfaces after it rains. You can experiment with worms by watering a dry patch of grass or dirt and see if any worms come up, tapping on the ground to see if you can make a worm believe it's raining, carefully digging up a forkful of dirt and counting how many worms you find. A worm in the hand. When you pick up a worm, remember to be respectful. A worm is a living creature. Check out how it feels. Is it smooth? Slimy? Can you feel the tiny little bristles? Watch how it moves. Is it a youngster or an adult? Adults have a clitellum, which is a big yellow ring around their body. Put the worm back on newly dug soil and watch how it wriggles away. And always wash your hands after touching worms. Fun facts about worms. Worms have five pairs of hearts. The clitellum is a pale ring found only on adult worms. Worms do not have eyes, and they breathe through their skin. Their skin is covered with mucus for easier wriggling. Worms breathe through their skins. They don't mind the soil around them being wet, but if their tunnels are flooded, they come up to the surface to move around more easily. A worm has rigid muscles all along its body. To move, it pushes its front end forward and uses its bristles to hold that end in place while the back catches up. The bristles on the back end keep the worm from sliding backwards, while the front end tunnels forward again into the earth. that's it for today you guys i've had a blast hosting this week's dirt episode on the baby bunker now we know we can plant local wildflowers wherever we think needs some color surprise our friends with dessert and impress them with our wormy knowledge i gotta go feed oscar some cheese see you next week you'll turn into dirt someday same dirt as me like one becomes
that eat me will someday eat you too.
boogie in the mud. What you mean, baby? Look, it ain't nobody's business what we do. Get in this mud. What you mean you're gone? Well, that's cold, baby. 